The adult entertainment site cams.com is offering free subscriptions to NBA players inside the bubble. I think that the amount of money that's going to athletes is getting ridiculous. Like ridiculous. Unless there's a derogatory thing that goes along with Seminoles. Well, they have an Indian's face as their logo. Yeah, the logo is a little wild. That's what I mean, though. Like, like just stay away from it. Make it a fucking animal. He's like, we have our phones in our hands now, which is basically a buffet of things we want. He's Mm. like, you can go on to Instagram and say, okay, I want a fat butt. Boom, fat butt. Do you think that Kanye could do a better job than Donald Trump? Thanks for tuning in. This is Tyler. What up? This is Zach. This is the No Structure Podcast. No Structure. All right, you want to start with hot headlines? Let's do hot headlines. Oh, I did want to say one thing about last week's, uh, when we were doing shout outs, we were talking about Vanessa Guillen, the uh, young lady that was killed in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, I had said she was raped. She was actually just sexually harassed. Not that that's any less of a thing or whatever, you know, it's still disgusting, but I just want to clear that up because like, if people are getting their information from us. For sure. Uh, let's see. Start off with some funny adult entertainment site cams.com is offering free subscriptions to NBA players inside the bubble. Really? Yeah. Good for them, man. Is that weird? Uh, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly don't know. They, they all have to be, like, by themselves and shit, so I guess it's I a past time, but yeah, I don't know. There's a Samoan man that served five more years in prison than he had to, and when they asked, like, why, mm-hmm. he said, no one told me. Damn, that's dirty. Hella dirty. That's crazy. Oh, man. I just don't get how nobody even, like, anybody like, working on this case, anybody knew what was When did you on. have a public defendant at that point to, like, kind of let you know? Yeah. Maybe hey, he just bro, got, you know you're supposed to be out like five years ago. Yeah, maybe he just got lost in the system. I, yeah. Which maybe. would be wild. That would be fucked up. Even more fucked up. Yeah. Uh, the Trump campaign posted ads over the weekend, which vowed to protect a new statue. And remember, this is uh, the statues. They're trying to protect the statues in America. They posted a picture of saying, we will protect this, and it was the Jesus statue in Brazil. This motherfucker. Wait, which one? You talking about the... The giant one with okay. its arms out. The Christ yeah. the Redeemer. Like, it's so easy to just Google and fact check this shit. Like, that's why I don't understand how these big campaigns can run stuff like this and not know what they're doing wrong. That's funny, though, because you know that someone typed in Jesus statue. And that was probably the first picture. The very first picture. (laughs) It was just like the Drew Brees in the rate when he posted that picture with the the hands interlocking. It was like one white hand, one black hand. You knew that that was the first picture that popped up on fucking For sure. Rudy Giuliani called the New York police after being pranked by Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, yeah. yeah, and this guy, he said, um, he said, I'm a fan of some of his movies, Borat in particular, because I've been to Kazakhstan. And he said, uh, he said this while adopting a Borat accent and also adding, she is my sister, she is number four prostitute in all of Kazakhstan. Oh my God. Imagine, <laughs> imagine hearing Giuliani do a Borat impersonation. Yeah, I need the video of that. This, <laughs> I, I swear that, we, like, the simulation is breaking, dude. Like, That's there's so a lot funny. going on. Did we even discuss on here what about Sasha Cohen about what he did here in Washington? Maybe not. I don't think we didn't. If you if you if we didn't, then did, if, for the listeners, definitely go look that shit up because it's hilarious. Hell of a But uh, I was reading the one about Giuliani. I think he dressed up in drag and like ran in there screaming some weird shit, and then got chased out by police. Is what I was reading. Uh, Sasha Cohen did. Oh, probably. I didn't look at the details as to what he did. I just thought it was funny that uh, Giuliani decided to take on the accent. 
Giuliani is something else, man. When I was younger and like 9-11 happened and he was like the face of New York and I thought he was a good guy, but after yeah. that, he's a shitbag. That's what I thought too when I was younger. I was like, oh, dang, this guy, he's like, he's like the man in New yeah. York. Yeah. But, and then the older I get, the more I'm like, whoa. He definitely is not the man. Yeah. Um, speaking of people that uh, are in the government that are not who they say they are, uh, Senator Kelly Loeffler, who's a co-owner of the Atlanta Dream, which is an NBA uh, or a WNBA team, um, expressed to the commissioner her opposition to the Black Lives Matter movement and asked the league to put an American flag on every jersey. This is also the same lady who sold off all her stocks right before Corona hit because she knew that uh, the stocks were going to take a dive. Hmm. hmm. Tells you what kind of fucking person she is. Wait, so she wants the flags on the on these jerseys? Yep, because she's opposed to the Black Lives Matter movement. She's a quote unquote patriot. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's time for some of these owners to start getting the can from these organizations. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, she's a senator too, so she's probably pulling strings inside. But Nigeria's anti-corruption boss arrested for corruption. So, wait, wait, wait. reread that. Nigerian's anti-corruption boss was arrested for corruption. So the guy who's supposed to be stopping corruption got arrested for corruption. I feel like in that position, it would be so easy for you to commit corruption. Oh, yeah, because you know you know how to do it. You know yeah. all the corruption yeah. angles, man. <laughs> and you know all the people because you arrested all of them. Yeah. Uh, that like reminds me of what people used to get on Rick Ross about being a CEO or whatever, but CEOs are some of the dirtiest cops in the system, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, wild. Um, President Donald Trump's campaign rally in Tulsa, along with large protests that accompanied it, likely contributed to a dramatic surge in new corona case virus or coronavirus cases in Tulsa. You think? Yeah. I mean, did we not call that? You don't wear a mask, you don't social distance, and you don't believe the virus is real. This is what's going to happen to you. This is pretty wild. The superintendent of schools in Dallas told MSNBC high school football in the state of Texas is highly unlikely in 2020. No high school football in the state of Texas. That's insane. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that's going to play out for people who were kind of using that to get into college. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting what it does for, and what like players eligibility, like all kinds of stuff. I mean, there's just, this is a mess, mm-hmm. huge, huge mess. And especially in Texas. I mean, you know how tech, how big Texas is on football. So I mean, this shit is serious, serious that they're canceling high school football, but they're letting NFL players play. Sounds like one makes more money than the other. That's what that sounds like. Yep. I don't know if you saw that there was that Florida teen that died after her conspiracy theorist mom took her to a church COVID party. Yeah. And then tried to treat her with Trump approved drugs. Oh, so uh, bleach and um, hydrochloroquine? Chloroquine. Chloroquine. That's so messed up, Uh, bro. Yeah, man. Hey, I get whatever you want to believe. That's your own fucking business because you're an adult. But you start dragging kids and shit into that. She died, right? Yeah, it sucks too because I know the mom probably had good intentions. Did not want her daughter to die, no. obviously. But. Well, they're just like blindly following everything that Trump or whoever's in charge says. They're not even doing research on their own. They're just thinking, oh, Trump says the CDC's bad and this isn't real. Well, we're just going to listen to that. Like, all it takes is a little fact finding. Like, you can go on the, the computer and see numbers and see how cases spread. Like, it's not that hard to but, get your own information now. Like, yesterday I was on in the in the uh, kitchen making some food and I hear the TV and it's saying the president is at odds with the top scientists in the world. Why is the president of the United States at odds with the top scientists? The top scientists are telling you this is what's going to happen. This is going to kill. Why Why is it even in his mind to be at odds with them? Like, let's take the scientists out the way. Like, what if you're trying to cook something? If you were, wouldn't you want to talk to a chef yeah. about how to make something the best way instead of Trump? Yeah, not a fucking reality game show host. That's probably never cooked in his life. Yeah. You know right? what I mean? Like, come on, man. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it drives me crazy just, like, hearing this stuff. And it's always Florida that this kind of shit happens in. Yeah, Florida's a weird fucking state. Uh, somebody, I forgot who it was, told me that, or not told me, they referred to Florida as the armpit of the United States. And I was like, that's pretty fucked up. But, um, the Supreme Court upholds a New York grand jury subpoena for Trump's tax returns. Wait, so they're going to get his tax returns? They're going to get his tax returns. So, the, from what I read about this, so... The only person that will have access to the tax returns is the prosecutor or whoever's trying to get the tax returns. So only they will see it. The public won't see it. And they probably and if even the if public the, won't see it because what? Because yeah, that's what I I don't get. I feel like if they were to receive the tax returns, then it's uh, public information at that point. Yeah. So they ruled for him, them being able to get it, but the, they also ruled so that only that person can see it. Which, I, I don't know, doesn't make sense to me because even if you use that information at a trial, mm-hmm. that's going to become public information eventually anyways. So what exactly, do you know exactly why they want his tax returns? I assume it's because uh, they want to find like money laundering and like him using his charities and stuff or like find things. I don't know which tax return specifically that they're trying to get, but I would assume that they're trying to figure out where dirty money is going. Got it. Because it seems like, tr- I mean, they have a whole Netflix documentary on his family and dirty money, so... Mm-hmm. See, at first I thought it was a lot of people were saying, like, he's not really a billionaire. And they wanted the tax returns to show that he didn't have as much money as people claim he did. Okay, that could be too. But I'm like, really? Like, I feel like that wouldn't be a, a court issue. Yeah, that's true. And who cares? That's what I'm mean. <laughs> like, like, who cares? Okay. Okay, so he, he has 500 million. Like, he still has 499 more million than me. He's the president. Like, it doesn't matter at this point. Yeah. I agree. Did you see, uh, I don't have this written down in the, the hot headlines, but I came across it. Did you see uh, they put out a list, which is really weird because there wasn't supposed to be a list of companies that received uh, PPE loans, and one of them was Yeezy. Really? Yeah. For like $5 million or something like that. Hmm. Which I guess we can get into a little bit later when what we get exactly, to Kanye, but What exactly is it? The PPE? Yeah. Just a small business loan to keep... Uh, keep. So the, the thought of it is they give you the loan so you can pay your employees during the time that the corona is going on in order to keep your business afloat. Mm-hmm. But companies like Shake Shack and Yeezy and all these big companies are taking these these loans. I don't get how they can qualify for something like that. Because uh, I think it's done through the banks. I don't actually think it's done through the government. I think it's the, the banks issuing them, and they don't give a fuck who gets the loan as long as the loan gets paid. So they're probably more likely to give it to one of these bigger companies because they they'll expect a return on it. Got it. That's what it is right there. They give the money to people that they know they can get their money back from. Right. Got it. Got it. Got it. Which is not supposed to be used in that way anyways. But if the federal government was one mandating it, the thought would be that it would go to companies that are actually going to need it during this time. And that's not to say that these big companies won't need it because a big business will fail in some places. But small business is like more likely to fail than a big business is. So. Mm-hmm. Do you know if banks are getting these funds from the federal government? I think that's how it is. I think that they, so the people apply for it, the banks send in the applications to the federal government, the government, or after they get approved, and then the government gives them the money for the loans. I, I could be completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's how I read how it goes. Either way, it sounds like someone dropped the ball on getting the money to the people that actually need it. Yeah, like my mom has been telling me, because she does AFLAC, uh, and she runs her own team and all that. She's been trying to get a small business loan to cover her employees for months, and they, she said that the process has been hell. Mm. So... I don't, I don't know. And they apparently ran out of money, you know, a couple months ago. Like, I, all of this is just fucking weird. But yeah, we're supposed to get a second round of stimulus checks? Yeah. I don't get how that's going to work. I don't know. Well, and the thing is, I don't even think Trump said he was going to give stimulus checks. I think he just said that he was open to the idea of a second stimulus check, which probably means he's going to hold it out until right before election, give it to everybody with his fucking giant signature on it so he can tell everybody that he gave them $2,000 or however much it is. That is what he's going to do. He's going to buy votes. 
I can yeah. see that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, and we'll get into it later with the Kanye stuff, but I also think that's what he's doing with Kanye, but... Yeah, we can yeah. definitely do that. Uh, so what do you think of uh, Patrick Mahomes' new deal? I mean, he just got the fucking bag. What is his contract for? For 400-something million? So it says that, according to this, it is a 10-year extension. He has two years left on his deal still. He gets a 10-year extension that's worth over $400 million and it starts to go up after the two years, so dramatically increases. So, like, next year, he's only making 2.8. Then the year after that, he'll make 24.8, and then it'll skyrocket. How do you jump from $2 million to $24 million? That's crazy, dude. That is, and it gets bigger than that. Yeah. Later. Wow. Uh, so the deal for the total 12 years, including the extension, um, is will possibly... Uh, pay out a total of four hundred twenty-seven point six million dollars. And he has like what fifty or something like that, or one hundred and fifty guaranteed. Yeah, it was some kind of crazy number. Some crazy number. Um, what do I think about that? I think that the amount of money that's going to athletes is getting ridiculous. It's like ridiculous. It made me think. Like, is this a clear sign of where our priorities lie as a nation when it comes to what we actually want? Because think about it. Like, there's a lot of very important jobs that don't get paid, you know, not even 1% of that. Right. I mean, and I feel like if you were to ask people, like, do you think that this particular job should get paid more? I feel like, like, let's say a teacher, Mm -hmm. I feel like the average person would probably say, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Or like a doctor, like, yeah, sure. They should get paid more because you need these people. Athletes. I don't think they need that much money. And I don't want to sound like a hater because if I made it to the league, that would be amazing. You know what I mean? But I'm just like $400 million. To throw a football is crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Like, really think about that. That is crazy. You are getting paid more money than you would ever be able to use in your lifetime. Uh, I don't know about that. Nah, you're not going to be able to use that, bro. To throw a football, that is crazy. I don't know. A lot of these, I mean, $400 million is a lot different from, like, 110 but a lot of these players got, like, $110 million deals and blew through it. I'm just like, that's true. That's a good point. Like Alan Iverson, pay- and shout out to AI because we love AI, but mm-hmm. paying your barber $10,000 a month is a little wild. Yeah. I'm just thinking like the owners must be getting the craziest bag, bro. Yep. And see, that's another thing I thought about this thing too is, is sports the only one where you can really max, like the only profession you can maximize your value? What do you mean? I feel like the sports is the only place like where a player can out, uh, out earn their coach like the next they can out earn the people above them i feel like that's only in sports can you really do that there's some certain professions where like if you're like the goat at something of course you're gonna out earn everybody but i feel like sports is one of the only professions where you technically get your most value out of as far as contracts because most play people most players are getting paid what the market estimates are worth and even like in the nba players getting paid over what the market Mm-hmm. says that they're worth so i feel like that's this is one of the only professions where you can really maximize your value maximize is not the right word it's like you're over maximizing yeah like you're past max at this point like think about like a salesperson like a salesperson has a boss right, right. they can make more than their boss and i feel like they're they're maximizing their potential like i am getting paid off of the effort i put out not making over my boss mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, sports and you look at this situation like bro 400 million dollars you're making you know maybe 10 times more than right. your coach 
Well, the only difference too, in what you were just saying about the the salesperson is the salesperson is working off commissions. So this isn't guaranteed, like with the football contracts, yeah. it's guaranteed. So there's more incentive for a salesperson to go out and get it and out earn their boss than a football player does. Because usually, even if you're a decent player, you're gonna get a fucking fat contract. Mm-hmm. If you can put up like NBA players are only putting up seven points and getting two rebounds a game, or getting ten plus million dollar contracts. That's very true. So I think that sports might be the one of the only places where you might be able to get your true value for, but. I will agree with you that the value that we put on sports is definitely overinflated because I doubt that besides like maybe in the soccer, you know, the European soccer leagues that other nations are paying their players the way we do. Mm-hmm. Then again, the talent in other countries isn't as great as it is here, depending on which sport you're talking about. I think that this really just shows how much priority we put into being entertained. Oh, for sure. Like if, if these guys can really pay out this much money to these players, so is how much the ad companies really want to be a part of this Mm -hmm. because they know that they're going to get eyes from so many people yeah that's also why uh it kind of frustrates me when these like we've said in the past it's not anybody's obligation to speak up on social issues because people protest in different ways whatever right Mm -hmm. but that's why it makes me mad when these owners don't come and speak up because they're making billions and billions and billions of dollars off of these players but don't have one word to say when it comes time for real change to happen or like you know, they, they put their arenas in these communities and they make money off of the community. Where is that money going back into it? And that's obviously it's not all teams, but there are teams where this is a notorious thing where they just take, take, take and don't give anything. Do you feel like they're obligated to do that? I think if well, you mean like obligated to give back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, honestly, because you're making money off of the, the fans, the people of the city. I think that you you have an obligation if you're making money off of them to also give back in a way too like if you're using the community for its resources mm-hmm. you should be providing resources for the community as well that's real but you know it's a it's all a money game so uh what are some of the crazier contracts you've heard of in our lifetime i was actually looking at some of the bad contracts okay i know jamarcus russell was like on the top list of everybody's i don't know that one uh he was the fo- he was the quarterback for the raiders um i think this is why they actually have a uh uh, rookie quarterback contract skill now because they gave him this huge deal and he didn't pan out. He like got super fat, spent all his money crazy. Like there was one game I remember he was on the sideline at a Dallas Mavericks game, just fucking dripped out. I mean his diamonds were like <laughs> diamonds I've never seen in my life. And he like got addicted to lean and like mm. all this shit and just kind of failed out of the league. But they gave him a huge bag. Speaking of being overweight, remember Eddie Lacy's contract with the Seahawks? Yep. It was like $385,000 for uh, seven benchmarks where he had to meet weight requirements. That's crazy. And he didn't even make it. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. I wonder if they gave him like a cushion. Like, all right, we need you to be at 165, but you can be within five pounds either way. Nah, it's just straight up. I think they were trying to get him to like 250 or something like that. That's crazy. Which I feel like, excuse me, I feel like is... Not that hard to do as a professional athlete. No, you have the best nutritionist. That's what I'm saying. You have access to 24-hour training. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. And even, like, the food-wise, like, even if you were like, oh, I don't like healthy food, like, you could have your fucking chef cook you steak and broccoli every night. Yeah. The best yeah, steak Yeah, the and best broccoli. steak and broccoli. Um, I saw this thing that was about Steve Young, and, like, in the very beginning of his career, he signed for $42 million with the USFL. Have you heard of that? Yeah, they were... Uh, they folded, I think, now. Oh, they folded after like three years of being in existence. Yeah. yeah. Which I never even heard of them. Because oh, this is a while a ago. I think I'm thinking of a different thing. The United I, States Football League. That sounds familiar, but I think I'm thinking of arena football. Yeah, definitely not arena yeah. football. This was the competitor to the NFL at the time. Okay. Right. So there was going to be the NFL and the USFL. Anyway, so um, he signed for $42 million. There was a bidding war 
for Steve Young to play for the NFL or the USFL. Ended up signing for the USFL for $42 million. And then the USFL collapsed after three years. And he didn't get his money, bro. I'd be pissed. Yeah, he couldn't get his money because they went bankrupt. Yeah. You show up to the office. Like, you just show up to get your check. They're like, yeah, come down. We got your money. You show up. Everything's gone except gone. for, like, one fucking fax. Fucking machine. fires in the garbage can <laughs> and shit. Uh, one of the crazier ones I did see, and shout out to uh, Bobby Bonilla, because I think the anniversary of this was like last week, but when he was uh, negotiating his contract with the Mets back in, I don't know what year this was, it was back in the 80s, right? Him and his agent came up with an idea to defer payment for 10 years, and then once he gets out of the uh, MLB, they pay him uh, $1.19 million. Oh, no, no, not when he got out of the MLB, or, uh, MLB. this started in 2011. They would pay him an annual check of $1.19 million starting in 2011 and ending in 2035, which would include a total payout of $29.8 million. Jeez. So every year he just clears a check for $1.19 million. I, th- I think this is last week that the anniversary was due. That's crazy. That's really <clears throat> dope. Uh, speaking of crazy contract situations, too, do, do you remember the DeAndre Jordan thing where they tried to, like, the uh, Mavericks tried to sign him and they, like, tried to hold him hostage in the house and because the Clippers were coming and the Clippers wanted to re-sign him and there was like this whole thing for like three days. No, I don't remember that at all. Oh, so the NBA participates in this thing called the moratorium, which is a three-day... I don't know if it's three days. It's on, on 2K, it's three days, so it could be different <laughs> in real good. life. So, uh, But the moratorium is basically where players can agree to a contract, but they can't actually sign anything until the moratorium period's over, so they can change their mind within the whatever couple days. Mm-hmm. So the Mavericks were getting ready to sign DeAndre Jordan, uh, the Clippers really wanted him back because this is a couple years ago when they thought they could make a run with JJ and uh, CP3 and all that. Mm-hmm. So they locked DeAndre Jordan in the house and were like convincing him to try and stay and get out of this contract with the Mavericks. And players were tweeting each other like emoji, like aggressive emojis and like all kinds of crazy shit was going on. He ended up going back to the Clippers though. That's funny. That's yeah. interesting. It was wild. Hmm. How do you hold a grown man hostage? I mean, I get how you hold a grown man hostage, but not like, how do you hold a grown man that this isn't a violent situation hostage? He was probably just kicking it. Yeah. He was just like, Hey man, I I kind of enjoy the, uh, the attention. Yeah. Give me all that attention. Yeah. I saw, um, Barry Sanders towards the end of his career. Um, he decided to like stop going to training camps. Mm -hmm. So the lions, the last thing that he was on the Lions, offered him, um, $100,000 contract per summers that he was um still in contract for playing Mm -hmm. uh whatever how many or however the length of the season of of contracts he was each summer he would get a hundred thousand dollars if he decided to show up and work out with the team damn but he wants to reduce the risk of injury Mm -hmm. so every summer he just said fuck it imagine being in a situation where you're just turning down a hundred thousand dollars every summer because you're like i'm not gonna get hurt yeah that's what i mean about the uh the value thing though for players like if I told my boss I'm not coming into work in the summer, yeah. so I'm going to go fuck myself, not offer me $100,000 yeah. to come into work. Like, They're really like, no, come on, man. $100,000. Come in, man. He's yeah. like, nah. Nah, I'm, I'm cool. good, man. I'm cool. Yeah. I'm going to need cash in a duffel bag. That's what I would say. I want to see the $100,000. Well, keeping on sports, you just want to talk about, uh, about team names? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, so uh, big news this week has been that the Redskins are looking to formally announce a name change. Uh, what do you think about that? I think it's good. Like, change the fucking name, man. Yeah. Like, it's insensitive. I don't think it's that hard to... Yeah, I mean... Okay, time out. I do think it's hard. Because it's probably going to cost a lot of money. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the logistics of it is definitely hard. I mean, I just don't think that making the choice to make the cha- the name change should have taken this long. Yeah. You would think. Because I think... I mean, it's just stupid. Like, we wouldn't call a team the fucking Washington Whiteskins or the Washington Blackskins. Like, that just, not only one, does it sound fucking stupid, mm-hmm. uh, but two, 
people would be offended by that. Just the same. So why can't Native Americans be offended because you're calling them the Redskins? You want to know something about the Redskins? So the Redskins used to be called the Boston Braves. Yeah. Oh, I actually think I had this written down in my notes, too. Yeah. So the reason for the name change was because Boston's new coach, um, Lone Star Dietz. I'm pretty sure that's how you say his name. His first name was Lone Star? His first name was Lone. His middle name. Maybe it is Lone Star. Fuck, I don't know. Either way, that's a cool fucking name. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm assuming that he was native, right? Probably with a name like that. Yeah. Um, And several of his Native American players disliked the name Braves and lobbied for the team to change his name change its name to Redskins. Oh, I read something different about that. I read that he wanted to change the name to Redskin because since they couldn't keep Braves, they wanted to change it to Redskin so that they could keep all of the Indian um sorry, Native American like colorway and like the all the stuff that they already had mm. and to just toss a new name on it. I just don't know why if that is the case, why the fuck he would land on Redskin. Yeah, I don't know why they would name it Redskins either. Is that's what was fishy when I read that. So it said you know, Boston's new coach, Lone Star Deets, and several of his native players disliked Brave, but lobbied for Redskins. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, something seems really fishy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just really weird. Like, all these, like, people, especially white people, were up in arms about them changing the name. It's like, you guys get offended for wearing a fucking mask into the store, but you can't see why Native Americans would get offended by a team calling themselves the Redskins. Yeah. Like, you're profiting off of stereotypes. Yeah. And I do, I get your point with the logistics thing. Like, it would be hard to make a name change now and all that stuff. But at the same time, like, why, now's the perfect time. With everything going on in the world, this is the perfect time to take a stance. And I'm actually glad that the Redskins are actually choosing to take a stance instead of doing what they normally do. I wonder how much it would cost to change your name, your NFL team name. Because you have to change out everything. Like, you have to pull Mm -hmm. everything off the shelves. Yep. They have to restock the shelves. Which is crazy because that was already going to happen that they had to pull the stuff off the shelves because companies were taking their name and off of stuff and saying, we don't want to sell any of your shit anymore. Mm. So they were already going to lose money. Even at, I almost feel like they this it came to a point now where they were forced to make the name change because before it was almost like a conversation piece. Mm-hmm. Now companies were like, all right, we're taking our money out of your shit. So either you change the fucking name or you don't get sponsorships anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, we've talked about this. Protesting the... The right way to protest is to hit them in the pocketbooks because that's the only fucking thing they care about. Start taking the money away, then they'll start caring. That really is what it is. Uh, so some of the name changes that they are proposing, which I think is kind of cool. I thought the Washington Warriors sounded kind of cool. Is that any better? The Warrior? As long yeah. as it doesn't have... Well, they're getting rid of... Ooh, I guess it would depend on what the mascot's going to be at that point. Yeah, they're going to get rid of all the Native American symbolism. Yeah. Gonna, they said that they're going to try and keep the colors, but they're actually going to get rid of the logo. What is the Golden State Warriors logo? Uh, the bridge. The bridge, that's yeah. right. I don't know why I thought it was like, um, wasn't it arrow tips, like bow and arrow tips at one point? That was the Seminoles. That's Florida State. They have like a, they have, which is also, I guess, Semin- do you think Seminoles is a bad name? Is that the name of a tribe? Uh, honestly, I'm not very well versed in Native American history, so if we're saying anything offensive, my bad. But yeah, I, I don't know. I would assume so. Because when I'm looking up Seminole right now, it's talking about seminal fluid, and I know that that's not Whoa, the right thing. Hey. Uh, Florida State Seminoles. Let me look it up. Naming your team after Seminole fluid is disgusting. Yeah. Oh, it's spelled different. You are a next level creep. <laughs> yeah, man. Seminoles. Um. I mean, you got the Seminoles, the Braves, the Indians, the Blackhawks. I think if you have a race as your team's identity, Mm -hmm. you need to take it off. 
I don't necessarily think, and again, if I, I'm not very well versed on history for Native Americans, so if this is offensive, like, I'm sorry, but like, I don't necessarily think a name like the Florida Seminoles, unless there's a derogatory thing that goes along with Seminoles. Well, they have an bad. Indian's face as their logo. Yeah, I the think, logo's <laughs> a little wild. That's what I mean, though. Like, like just stay away from it. Make yeah. it a fucking animal. Just choose an animal name, like a normal-ass fucking team. Right. Call it a day, you know what I mean? Like, Toronto Raptors did it the best because... The Raptors can't even come back and complain. You feel me? Oh, well, who knows, dude? I don't know <laughs> what the fuck Elon Musk is doing. Yeah, man. <laughs> that would be hella funny if there was all of a sudden the press conference like four Raptors get up there. They're just like, hey, man. Yeah. We feel like uh, we feel like this shit is just not cool. Um, yeah, man. I just think if you have to name something after a racial stereotype, it's probably best to just stay the fuck away from it. I get that th- these teams are probably named in a different time where people weren't as PC as they are now. But even so, like, there's so many other names you could have chosen besides Redskin. I think it's interesting that there's so many teams named after um, Native Americans, whether it's like the team name or the logo or, or the mascot. Yeah, which is crazy to me, too, because you would think that especially like white America would want to, would want to distance themselves from the Native Americans as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, it could be also like a power thing. Like, all right, now we're not only going to take your land, but we're going to laugh in your face with it. Yeah. Um, I saw another one that uh, for the suggested team's names, uh, the Red Tails. I thought that was, was pretty it gonna cool. be like hawks. Uh, so according to this, it says the name uh, Red Tails is a tribute to planes flown by Tus- Tuskegee Airmen, who were oh. the first black military aviators that served the United States Army during World War II, and three of them were from Washington, from mm-hmm. uh, Washington D.C., not Washington State. I thought that was kind of cool. Red Tails sounds kind of cool. Uh, it's different, definitely, yeah. and they can keep the name or the colorway. Yeah, I, I kind of like it personally. Uh, I thought the Warriors was a cool one too because it kind of fits the. From the Washington DC theme, but if you're gonna do the red tails, mm-hmm. the logo needs to just be an airplane. Yeah, don't do anything. Don't put any people on it. Nope. Just make it a fucking airplane. Yeah. Call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> like don't get yourself in the situation again. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see uh what happens to all of the merchandise that they have now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's gonna be collector shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to be reminded of that. Race. No. It's not like the Redskins. And again, sorry, I don't mean to offend Redskins fans on this. But it's not like you guys have won shit in the <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, this is your guys' time to rebuild. Yeah. So the big, it seems like the biggest argument for people wanting to change or not change names or take monuments down is it. It's erasing history. What are like your thoughts on that? Like, is it, are we really erasing history? I think if that's the case where people are focusing on these statues coming down, erasing history, they need to keep that same energy when it comes to what they're actually teaching in school as well. Yep. Because it seems like they're diluting history to make it streamlined and in favor of white success. For sure. So, I mean, do they have a point? Uh, Maybe. Maybe. But if you really want to argue that point, you do need to argue the fact that schooling is also rewriting history. Yeah. I 100% agree. We didn't learn about a bunch of shit in school that we should have learned. Like, I didn't know what Juneteenth was until I was an adult. Mm -hmm. And that's an important thing for African Americans. I had no idea what that was until I was older. Like, a lot of the stuff that they teach in school is just to continue the the current structures of power. It's just like I was talking with somebody about why they don't teach stocks and checking account balance or balancing your checkbook and all that stuff in high school, it's because they don't want people to know that. They want people to remain stupid because mm-hmm. they don't want people to break free of a system. You teach 18-year-olds how to uh, uh, read alone, how to do all that kind of stuff. Now, all of a sudden, they're not taking sketchy-ass uh, college 
whatever loans, you know, mm-hmm. like you start teaching these kids, these things, and they're going to make, they're going to make changes. It's the same with the history. You start get you start teaching them the actual history of what's gone on in the United States. And they start turning on these institutions that for so long have been held as great because of the history they've been teaching these kids. I think it's interesting that when we were in school, like Christopher, Christopher Columbus was good. Oh yeah. He was a the man. They had Christopher Columbus there. Yeah. Um, John Smith. Good. Like all these people. Oh, he's a Pocahontas guy, right? Pocahontas yeah. guy. Yeah. Like all these, um, what are they called? Shit, they think they they, they uh, make Thanksgiving out to be something that was good. Exactly. Like, stuff like that when it's like, come on. Like, now that we're older and we can, like, see through the shit. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't you tell us that when we're younger? So then we don't be like, hey, school is, school is stupid because it doesn't tell you correct events. Right. It's just crazy how much they can control in the schools. Like, we talk about, like, racism and stuff being... Um, like a generational thing, you know, it gets passed down from generation to generation. You think about schools in the South that are primarily white, how much of it are they teaching that has racist rhetoric behind it mm-hmm. to c- continue that line of racist thinking? Like, th- there's some point. fucked up shit going on in this world. I never thought about that. I, I'm curious what their curriculum teaches when it comes to race. Like, what racial undertones are a part of it, if right. any. I'm not saying that there is, but if there is, like, I'm very curious what yeah. it would be. Because we didn't really talk about slavery in elementary school or middle school or high school. Or even race, for that matter. Yeah. Like, I didn't... Race was never an issue growing up because we... I, I mean, for myself, like, I grew up in such a multicultural area. Like, there was... I had so many different friends. Somalians, Indians, you know, African Americans, like, Chinese, like, everybody. Do you feel like that's why our specific area never was really taught about race? Is because... It was so diverse anyway. Could be. I and mean, we don't feel like to not bring it up. Yeah, we don't see race really out here. I mean, like I said, like growing up, I, I had every race surrounding me. It wasn't like it was. I could see why in predominantly white areas, why you'd want to, you know, maybe push a narrative of a white superiority and race stuff because you want to keep that power structure. But here, that power structure is not present. Mm-hmm. It's mixed out through everybody. Federal itself is turning into a uh, widely Korean population now. But yeah, I just think with the statue stuff, like all of that, man, it's just like, man. I get that you can say rewriting history, but at the same time, that history is not good history. You wouldn't put a statue like Germany doesn't have statues of Hitler up. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I mean, they I could. I don't think they so. might, but we wouldn't put a statue up of of these people. We wouldn't put a statue up of the fucking Dylan Roof or somebody that shot up a school or anything like that. So why are we keeping these Confederates up that one lost the war, and two were racist slave owners, and that's all that they cared about? Yeah, yeah fuck them statues. I want to know who the people were that made these statues to begin with. Like, what were their reasons behind it? Like, oh, this was our fearless leader type shit? It was, I, the way they put it is that they're celebrating their the history of the South. It's like, yeah, but the South's history is not really that great a history. Like, yeah, what exactly are you celebrating? Yeah, you're, you lost the war. Hmm. If someone abused someone in their family tree in the past, and there was a statue of that person, wouldn't they want to take that Bro, person down? Absolutely. You would think, right? Yeah. Like, you wouldn't want to be reminded of that, or you wouldn't want to celebrate that person, that's for damn sure. No. Do you think that social media has ruined the dating game? Uh, Post-quarantine, or pre-quarantine, or current quarantine? I don't know. You gotta let me know, bro. Okay, so... I'm, I'm far from single. So, I have not been, or have tried not to be on social or dating things during this time, because what is what are we gonna do? Actually, I was thinking, this might be the best time to be on a dating app, because you're forced to talk to somebody instead of inevitably becoming physical right which i agree with to some extent though because i feel like a lot of the people that are on tinder or on these things aren't looking for a conversation like they're Mm -hmm. they're either looking to go get drinks with somebody or go straight to something physical 
But wouldn't that help you weed out something if you're looking for something serious? I guess I don't necessarily know what you. No, I'm just doing it. I, you mostly just do it to pass the time. Okay. Like it's just something I do when I'm bored. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the, the social app dating stuff has always been kind of weird to me because it's like you're forcing a conversation all this like not meeting naturally mm-hmm. but um i mean we've we've known people that have had success off of it so i can't say that it's not a good thing i um, think that it is an amazing thing if it works out for you yeah yeah uh, I, I mean i agree especially during like the quarantine times like it's really hard to even have a conversation with somebody about stuff right now because there's so much going on in the fucking world it's like you want to jump straight to the meat and potatoes and stuff you don't want to just i like, feel like that would be perfect though uh, like it, it seems like it would be perfect i guess i'm just like really out of touch with what people talk about when they start dating but you've got to you've got to uh get to that point though like the sm- like there has to be some little small talk before the, the comfort like you really get into a real conversation with somebody mm-hmm. but even like the small talk like people are weird on small talk now is and it I because feel like, they don't have to do small talk anymore yeah i feel like people just i don't know man i just think the dating on the apps is just fucking weird do you think that there are too many options right now for people to be with people and that's how come less people are taking relationships serious could be i mean uh, it seems like people are taking relationships less serious than ever before i remember wale had mentioned um on the red table talk he had said uh you know we have our he's like we have our phones in our hands now which is basically a buffet of things we want He's Mm -hmm. like, you can go on to Instagram and say, okay, I want a fat butt. Boom, fat butt. I want big breasts. Boom, big breasts. Like it's so, you can get things so easily accessible now. So it's like, now that I have more options, why am I only settling for one? I'm not saying this personally for myself. I'm just saying that I feel like that that's the mentality going into these dating apps and like the dating apps, like Tinder, like they've gotten a stigma now where it's only a hookup thing. So I think people either a are only looking to hook up on it or B thinking that everybody's looking to hook up. So they don't take half the the messaging or whatever seriously i think if you're trying to find the one on tinder specifically at yeah. this point that's a bad idea yeah i mean i i just don't think you should be trying to find well i, mean, I can't say that because people have i just say tinder sexes. specifically yeah, t- only because yeah. that one does have the stigma of just like yeah let's just fuck yeah which if that's what you want that's great uh, like you got a spot for it i mean sometimes i just get on there to match with people so that i have convers i can have conversation like sometimes it's just cool to have random conversation with people but do you think that there's unnecessary stresses nowadays more than ever for example like you know there's like memes of people like don't double text or like um you need to wait for them to call you first like like all these like weird rules and shit you know the girl has to call first yeah like do you feel like those type of things make it more difficult to date than ever before or is it still kind of normal like i i do think that there's a lot of like societal pressures now that make things harder for dating like ghosting Mm -hmm. for example like that's become such a common thing now like you now people just, I, I don't know, man. I just, I feel like everybody's kind of just, not everybody's, but the whole concept of dating has just changed so much in the last 10 years mm-hmm. because of how much access we have to everybody at a given time. So like, I think the priorities change a little bit. Like, I do think that people, like you said, Tinder is now just to go hook up. Like, I think that these are, that's just the priority with stuff now. I don't think that people are necessarily putting priority on relationships now because you can get instant gratification from so many different places i don't need one person to give me instant gratification i can go on tinder and find Mm -hmm. five people that can give me the same gratification and i don't have to deal with somebody else's shit that's what i see from the outside it looks like there's so many options that why would i settle for one person right which like i said before that's what you're after that's great yeah but i feel like 
there's a benefit in finding something mean, meaningful as well. But I 100%. Guess it, it depends on what you want. Yeah, and I just think that it's hard to find that. I guess that's the whole point I've been trying to make this time is it's just hard to find that meaningful thing on a dating app because of all the things associated with dating apps. Do you think that it's tougher with age? Like it's harder to date the older you get? It seems like there's just so many expectations built up the older yeah. you get. Yeah, because when you're younger, you care less about the expectations. Like mm-hmm. you just want to be dating people just to be really aren't people. expectations. Yeah, you're just having a good time. But as you get older and you start thinking about like, okay, I'm about to buy my first house. I've, you know, I've got like grown up bills. Mm-hmm. I've got, you know, I need to take care of this and this. You're Now you're trying to find somebody that fits that. It's mm-hmm. not just, I can't just plug and play random people into that anymore. Yeah, and kids are a big topic too for kids, a lot of people. yeah marriage now like marriage. a lot of people don't want to get married nowadays a lot of people don't want kids and a lot of for a lot of people that's a deal breaker i keep saying it seems like because i'm not in the position so that's why i'm saying that yeah but it seems like a lot of women are really actively trying to settle down um because their biological clock right yeah and i feel like that might also be a pressure on both sides like the woman wants to have a baby now because she feels like her eggs are going to run out. And right. then the guy feels pressure to give, not to give the baby, but to have a baby as well. Right. Um, I feel like that's a huge pressure that's not really talked about a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like just the, in the back of both of their minds, is like, okay, you know that we probably should have a baby now if we're going to have a baby. Right. Or even like the idea that, um, you know, being old parents. Like, a lot of people don't want to be 45, 50-year-old parents. I don't get that. I mean, I do to an extent, but I'm over here looking at, like, you know, 65-year-olds young as fuck these days. Like, 65-year-olds do not look old to me. Like, like, 75. Like, I've seen, I saw someone who was seven years old. I would have never guessed. He looked like he was 55. Well, like my grandma, for example, she's 77, but that would be more like a parent age in our age group than my mom would be. My mom's only 50. My mom's 55. Oh, okay. Well, maybe not. I just feel like I've met a lot of people that have older parents. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, people, if you put my grandma, me, and my mom together, people would think that my grandma's the mom and my my mom's, like, a sister. Because my mom doesn't look 50. That I wouldn't think that. You wouldn't? No, because my grandparents, I want to say my grandparents are about 75. About 75. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, our lives seem similar. Right. Like, our parents are... 50 to mid 50s yeah um my grandparents are maybe 80 now actually but still same age yeah well also my mom had me when she was really young so it's like how young like 18 19 19 yeah yeah Yeah, and my parents at 24 yeah so yeah i don't know there's i just yeah I, i agree with you there's just a lot of different pressures now that and the internet and instagram and all that makes it worse for two different sides, there's two sides of it. It makes it worse because people now have a whole selection of people they can go do, mm-hmm. <laughs> to go do, you know, go meet <laughs> yeah. or whatever. But on the flip side of it too, it's also negative towards relationship or t- towards people's attitudes because now, like, like for example, like me, I'm a single guy, but all my friends are starting to get married and have kids and buy houses and stuff, and it's now it's putting pressure on me to feel like I need to accomplish those things. I mean, like for me personally, I know I'm going to get wherever I need to go when I need to go, mm-hmm. but I can see how or whenever I do. But I could see how for other people that that would put pressure on them. Like if everybody's getting married, it's like all of a sudden, all right, now I'm thinking that I need to settle down all of a sudden because everybody else is. Man, I do that myself now. Like I'll get caught up looking at people's houses and stuff and I'm like, fuck, like I need to remodel. I know that that's some first world ass problem. Oh, I know. I do that shit all the time, bro. I'm just like, damn, I feel hella pressured to like 
Like, that's where I should be. Yeah. You know I mean? but, yeah, I get that. But I don't think that that's also a new a new thing. I think that that's, that's been a feeling for humans for a long time, though. Like, an inadequacy feeling in comparison to other people. I just think it's magnified now because we have things like Instagram. I where we see it all the time. But, yeah, that's not to knock dating apps. I mean, if it works for people, do what you do. But, from, I mean, like, me personally, it's not... It doesn't seem like a thing that gets taken seriously, so I don't take it seriously. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm being too cavalier about it or whatever, but I just... I don't know. Where do you think that you're going to meet your wife? Do you plan on getting married? Yeah. So where do you think that you'll you'll meet your wife? Uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be some random thing. I don't think it's going to be like... Like, do you think you'll meet them through a friend? Do you think that you'll meet them one-on-one, like, being out somewhere? I think, think it'll probably be like them? a group... Like a, it'll probably be, um, a, like, a mutual friend with somebody. Yeah, I think that's the best. I mean, I met Taylor through you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Allegedly. Yeah, well, I mean, she's... <laughs> We've been vetted. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's like, it's easy to trust that person from the jump because our mutual friends, we trust them. Right. You know? So I, and, I get that. And also and, with your personal, with your friend vouching for this other person, like they, they know you. So they obviously know what you like and the things that you're interested in. And they think that this person is, and like they're taking a little bit of extra time yeah. to know what's going on. Yeah. It cuts out a lot of the wonder for you going into that potential new relationship. Right. But then there's also another pressure to that side, too, because then if shit goes bad and you're all within the friends, same friend group, then, you know, shit can get kind of weird. I think that that's the pressure on making sure that this would work. And if it doesn't work, yeah. it and if it doesn't work, it's it, yeah, because I've had both situations where it's gone good, where it's gone bad. So, yeah. and it was even like it was in like my personal set of friends, but it was with somebody that was within a friend group. Now things got weird because we're we were all friends or whatever. But mm-hmm. Shit happens. Shit happens. Is what it is. Uh, Kanye for president, 2020. Oh my god, dude! I think that's crazy that he wants to run this year. I don't think it's real. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not real. I, I don't feel like it's what? all just a publicity stunt, on top of the whatever the Trump stuff is going on. But I don't think it's necessarily a publicity stunt. I take that back. I do think that he actually does want to run, and I do think that he has a legit shot. As crazy as that sounds, I really do think that he has a legit shot at winning. Do I want him to win? Not, not really. Yeah. I'm gonna be real. I don't. But I think that they, he has a a bigger influence than we think. Oh, for sure. But I think that's also why this is a publicity stunt. I think that he knows that his influence is so great that by saying he's running for president, because he Kanye has a cult like following, like people fucking love Kanye. Mm-hmm. Kanye is like Michael Jackson. Like people mm-hmm. pass out at his concerts and shit. So like I think he knows that. And I think that's his way of drumming up excitement for another project. Like he comes out with a song. And has this a gap deal and then go straight into the presidency stuff. I feel like this is all just one big marketing tool. Or he really wants to be president. But he would. He, but if that was his real intention, he should have done this months ago because he's already missed a deadline for a lot of states. Like oh. he has no campaign in place. He has, and maybe he might be changing the way that politics run. But there is certain things that he has to meet that he hasn't met. That's what I'm thinking. Is that you would think that he would have started sooner. That's what, who's to say that he has to. But see, that's the whole thing about this. It's just the timing is so strange. Like, especially with everything that's going on with Trump right now. And we know, and I know Kanye came out and denounced Trump and said he's taken off the red hat or whatever in that interview. But the timing of it, like Trump's losing momentum. Here comes Kanye jumping back in. Even if Kanye denounces it, they're going to end up splitting the vote. Like people are going to vote instead of voting for Trump or Biden, they're going to vote for Kanye, which is actually technically like a vote for Trump because it takes away from Biden. Yeah. Is this even, like, is this allowed? For him to do this? Yeah. I have no idea, dude. But honestly, I don't, 
I mean, because I, I didn't I, even know Trump running for president was allowed, and look what happened. So I don't. No, I mean more like, is this allowed that Kanye can just jump in right now? Because who's like, why can't Bernie just jump back in then? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. But uh, Bernie's thing was that he was going to focus more on the social justice stuff than the presidency. But I thought I think that he just knew that he wasn't going to win, so he's just like, all right, fucking, I'm out. I really have no idea of the rules to run for president. Oh, me neither. At all. And it doesn't seem like there's any really lately. Not now. Yeah, it, it would be very interesting to see Kanye West's name on a ballot. I saw um, some posts going around that said, do not vote for Kanye as a joke. Did mm-hmm. you see that? I didn't see the joke one. I saw the serious <clears throat> one. I think that that needs to be highlighted as something very serious. And it's not necessarily don't vote for Kanye as a joke. You shouldn't vote for anybody as a joke, period. Anybody. No, not as at a all. joke, right? And I used to joke, <laughs> funny, I used to joke about writing fake names in, on the ballots. Like, oh, I'm going to write Andre 3000 on the ballot. But honestly, that's not really that funny. Yeah, it's not. Like, it shouldn't be. Like, it should be taken serious because this is going to yeah. this is gonna determine a lot for a lot of people. You know what I mean? And that's what I mean by, like, this whole Kanye shit is, like, you please if you when you go to vote really think about this shit like there's a lot of really serious stuff going on in the country right now just because Kanye wants to have one of his I don't even know if you want to call it an episode because it seems like it's it has to do with his mental health again the crazy sporadic stuff that he's doing like anytime Kanye gets excited about something and wants to start something like take take into the seriousness of why he's doing this stuff like this is serious shit that's, that's why like Kanye jumping into this and just kind of treating it like it's not that serious. It's like kind of just something to do. It's it's kind of annoying, honestly, because there's a lot of shit that's going to be affected based off of who gets the price. I mean, every year it is, but this year especially. Let, let's play devil's advocate. What if Kanye really wants to change the United States for the better? What if he's really, really serious, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that Kanye could do a better job than Donald Trump? Uh, I, I, for me, it feels like it all depends on Kanye's mental state. Like, I don't know when he's just going to go off the rails and decide to do something wild. And with him having so much control over everything, his wild might be something that's really detrimental to everybody. Like, the same with Trump. I think of Trump the same way. Like, Trump's been, I mean, he's done some pretty wild shit, but... He hasn't done that one wild thing yet that's, like, really so... I mean, there's been pretty close instances, but, like, so far left. But Kanye, I don't know if he can reel himself back in from there once he's gone too far off. See, I see Kanye's ego more in check than Trump's. The ego, though, but Kanye's mental health, though, is the thing that I'm scared of. Like, What do you think that he would do, though? Like, you think he would just freak out at criticism? I think he... Well, that for one thing, yeah, because Kanye hasn't taken criticism very well in the past, but not just a criticism, but just like him having so much control, I feel might send him off somewhere else, Hmm. you know, like having all this power now, because every time Kanye seems to be at the top of his game, something happens to shift him back down. And I think when like right now they're saying Kanye's having bipolar episodes, it's every time he steps back into the spotlight. Would bipolar episodes be better than whatever Trump's mental issues are. I, I know he has some yeah. type of mental instability. I can't, I can't say, though, because I don't... Tr- Kanye hasn't been in office, so I, I can't say. But based off of the things that have happened... And I'm not trying to make this a whole Kanye bashing thing. I'm just trying to explain how serious this is to people. Like, I I don't know how Kanye would act if he's in office. Like, we've seen the way he's acted before. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. It's really a toss-up, but... 
Did you read some of the things that he said he wanted from his campaign? No, uh, I heard a little bit. I have a little refresh. bit of list. So, of course, he's he's apparently going to run with Elon Musk as his running mate. Really? And they're going to be called the birthday party. I saw that. Which is... <laughs> so... See, that's like... Wait, so Elon Musk is going to be his vice president? Says, yeah, he's already chosen him as his vice president candidate. You know how a lot of people say that we should not have celebrities as presidents? I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I think the president or the celebrity choices that have presented themselves for candidates, I think are just wrong. But I think that there are some celebrities that probably can do a good job. I have no problem with celebrities running as candidates. It's just, I want them to actually have some kind of sense of what the fuck they're doing. Like yeah. Trump doesn't know what he's doing. He just went in there and decided he wanted to be president one day. That's the thing I fear with Connie. He just decides he wants to be president one day. What happens when he decides the one day he doesn't want to be president anymore? That's true. Because Kanye is, he's very manic. He goes through these things where he gets really excited about things and he puts forth all his thing. And then as soon as it runs out of the steam that he wants from it, he just kind of leaves it. I could see him having, holding a press conference or uh, holding a state of the union and being like, I kind of list decide to drop out of president. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's like, hey, you guys got this, right? Yeah. Um, some got, of the other stuff. You got though, this, Elon? He no longer supports President Trump. He's taking the red hat off. Uh, he's okay with siphoning off black votes from the Democratic nominee. That's what would help Trump. Uh, he goes, I'm not denying it. I just told you to say that the black vote is Democratic is a form of racism and white supremacy. He's never voted in his life. He's suspicious of a coronavirus vaccine because he thinks it's a mark of the beast. Uh, he believes Planned Parenthoods have been placed inside cities by white supremacists to do the devil's work. And that he envisions a White House organizational model based on the secret country of Wakanda. I need some more information on that. I think that these blurbs, and this so, is this is not in defense to Kanye. Yeah. And I even feel weird saying this out loud because it sounds like I am defending him. But hear me out. I feel like those bullet points could have been worded any other way to make him not sound as ridiculous. Like, I feel like they're oh, worded well, in such a specific way to make him sound ridiculous. Well, these are, yeah, these are just paraphrase things to get people to read the article, but the, like the Black Panther thing, like at first I thought it was stupid. Mm -hmm. I was like, Wakanda, like, come on, man, be in reality. But he's saying like technologically advanced, like Wakanda is like, he wants to be like a free thinking technology society. See, that's what I mean. Like, so what is that? What are the details of Wakanda? Because they like, just throw Wakanda out there. It sounds like, okay, this motherfucker yeah. wants to be in a movie. But then some of the other crazier things he said, like he said he was sick with COVID in February, right? Mm -hmm. He brought up Drake in the interview because Drake, remember that was when Drake was supposedly had Corona because of Kevin Durant? I don't remember that. It was that like the very beginning of coronavirus people thought because KD came down with Corona and he was hanging out with Drake the week before. So that this is like the first week that Corona started. Okay. So they thought that Drake might have it. He brought up in the interview, he's like, oh, I heard Drake has COVID too, but I guarantee you he's not sicker than me. It's like, bro, COVID is not a fucking contest. Like That is weird. I just thought that yeah, I, I do feel like Kanye has this weird thing with Drake. Like there's just some weird competition thing with them where he has to feel like he has to bring him up. But even like the Planned Parenthood stuff was wild. I mean, like, who knows? Who knows? Wait, what? I mean, who so knows? He said but, that Planned Parenthoods are put inside the hood to do the devil's work. Yeah. By white supremacists. By white supremacists. Okay. I feel like once again, Kanye West wording is very weird, right? Mm-hmm. But if he feels like there's an agenda, like a population control agenda for the hood, I mean, if there was a population control agenda, I feel like it would start in the hood. Let's be real. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, but the way I I read this and looking more into it was that he just doesn't support abortion. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Which I, but I agree with you that that might be some kind of plot line about the... Conspiracy the plan, talk. The Planned Parenthood, because he did say something in uh, that song with 
uh, Todd Dolezal like a week ago, the Ego Death one that came out. Mm-hmm. He said something about they're controlling the population in these cities to control the vote, which honestly I could understand. Like, yeah, they're controlling the Planned Parenthood. It's one of those, who knows, if I can think it, someone smarter than me has probably thought about it. Right, but, uh, but more of the thing to take away from that is not the fact that he's saying that this is the conspiracy behind it. It's the fact that he's not for abortion. Yeah. That's... I think is the biggest thing to take away from it. And this is why it's weird timing because of all the stuff that's going on in the Supreme Court right now with um, like companies having to uh, provide like Plan B and Viag or, or whatever, Plan B on their um, insurance and mm-hmm. things like that. Like all of this timing of Kanye saying all these things with Trump's negative slope with the Planned Parenthood stuff in the Supreme Court, like all of this just seems weirdly timed. And I could just be, you know, drawing connections where there's not really any connections. It just... I don't know. It just seems like weird timing, especially with how late we are in the presidential race for it, too. Mm-hmm. It's just all weird. And honestly, like, even if there's no weird thing behind it, like, even if this isn't some master plan, the world is just fucking weird. And having Kanye run for president is fucking weird. Yeah. Regardless of whatever's behind it. When did college dropout first come out? Uh, 2005, maybe? 2004? Imagine. Not even imagine. So when you listen to that the first time. You never thought this guy is going to run for president in my lifetime. No, the guy that couldn't even get signed to Rockefeller. <laughs> That's so like crazy. he had to basically beg Jay and Dame to sign him to Rockefeller. Now he's running for president. So allegedly. Crazy. All right, you want to get into conspiracy talk? Yeah, conspiracy motherfucking talk, bro. So we brought up a few potential conspiracies last episode. Yes. One of them we brought up was the DNA test swabs. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. So let's take a little deep dive in that because I. I've always felt a way about it. I've always felt there's no way I would give someone my DNA because I don't know what they're going to do with it. Okay, like real that, quick. Uh, thoughts on doing a DNA test swab to check your uh, ancestry. ancestry. No? Yeah? I'm not going to do it. I want to, but I don't trust one that comes off a fucking group on. I'm not going to do it. Like, like I was saying, the biggest reason why I'm not going to do it is because I feel weird giving someone my DNA. I feel like you wouldn't give someone your social security number. And I feel like this is a little bit more important than that. Yeah, you know I mean? for sure. Like, who's to say that they don't take your DNA and just put it at a crime scene? Exactly. And a lot of people might be like, well, Tyler, you're nothing special. Like, why would they take your DNA? Well, I feel like that would be the perfect fucking target. Well, yeah. And they know some me, random ass person. And they know the podcast is about to blow up. Why wouldn't you want to get you before it happens? Of course. But no, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't I want to, especially if it's like, let's say like a, and this is like really conspiracy, but like, let's say a fucking senator kills somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And they want to get him off. Oh, I got this dude's DNA. Why don't I just plant this guy's DNA? Yeah. Nobody even thinks about him ever again. So the interesting thing about this like 23andme and ancestry.com they all use a very similar process where they take your dna and they'll put it in the database and the more dna they have of like your family members Mm -hmm. the more they can accurately predict other family members that did not give their dna samples so pretty much Mm. if you have like four people from your immediate family put in their dna yeah they can figure out your DNA, and it's called a uh, long-range familial familial search. That's what it's called. So they can pretty much guess what yours is based off of what your family's is, like and that's how they got the Golden State Killer. Yeah, I've I've seen um, a couple different things where they these people put their things into Ancestry, and they catch the killers off of that because now they have a database of DNA that the cops can use. Which it should not be illegal for them to do that, but so the thing about that <laughs> is that 
the databases are not owned by like the, the cops or the FBI. They're owned by like 23andMe yeah, and So all they do is just ask. Yeah. And I'm sure they sell. They own the fucking DNA. Yeah, that's crazy. But, okay, so you want to hear some even crazier conspiracy shit? So let's start with 23andMe. One of the bo- uh, board members was quoted saying, the long game here is to not make money selling kits, although kits are essential to get the base level data. Think about mm. that for a second. Let me reread that. The long game here is not to make money selling kits. They just want the data. Although kits are essential to start the base level data, to get the base level data. So they want the kits to get the base level data for what? Yeah. What is the long term? What's the end game? Because usually when a company comes out, they want to do something. It's for profit. They this, don't even care about the money. He doesn't give a fuck about the profit. He wants the data. Yeah. So with that being said, um, the long run, the long term goal, uh, what people are predicting it to be is they want to be the Google of personal healthcare, mm-hmm. right? So if you have any type of of sickness in the future. All you do is you just search whatever you are or like an insurance company just searches who you are or a FBI agent searches who you are and you can find out everything that has to do with this person's health, this person's ancestry, who they're related to, everything. Like It's yeah. just a Google database of people um, when it comes to every core aspect of your being, right? right? Speaking of Google, did you know that... Um, in 2007, they invested $3.7 million into 23andMe. Did not know that. And speaking of that, the woman who uh, founded 23andMe is married to one of the founders of Google. Yeah. They're all in bed with each other. And going... Literally. <laughs> going off of that, her sister is the CEO of fucking YouTube, bro. That's nuts. Yeah. Um, Wait, I thought the CEO of YouTube was Lee or Cohen. No. Oh. Google, 23andMe, and YouTube. Yep. They know everything you're searching. They know everything that you're watching. They know everything about your body. They know everything about your health. They know everything about your nationality. Like, they, they're starting to own us in this weird yeah. way, you know? I don't know. I've always been skeptical about sending my DNA into anywhere because even, like you said, like, once they do this test and find out your genealogy, what do they do with your DNA? Like, that, nobody thinks about, like, okay, are you going to destroy my cotton swab or what are you going to do with it? Like, they could be doing all kinds of shit with your DNA and you don't even know. And I feel like it's a very general, um, like the information they give you back is very general. Yeah. Like I've seen results of these before. Oh yeah. And it's like, I mean, 24% Asian. Like I could have guessed, I could have guessed these answers for you. Yeah. Like I would want super specific. Like my cousin just did one and she was telling us that we're like Anglo-Saxon or some shit, like 1%. I was like, how do you even know that that's from your dad's side? That could be for your mom's side. Like they're just Mm -hmm. giving you general shit. They're not really giving you a, a real breakdown. But I also don't know if that just means she probably bought the cheaper version or if there's like a more advanced version that gives you better results. I don't know, but I almost would want like a list of people that if you wanted to contact them, you can contact them, which I guess would be a whole nother mess of situation. Yeah. But wouldn't that be interesting? You'd be like, oh, damn, like I have relatives in Spain. Like, oh, yeah. Like, let's let me talk about them. Let me see if I can find out some more history about our family. Yeah. And they did their DNA swab, too. So obviously you can send to me contacting you or something. Right. That'd be interesting if you used it like that. Well, even like I asked my grandma, I was like, would you ever consider doing one of those tests to find out what you really are? Because she, I mean, she knows that there's like Japanese, like we're mixed with Japanese and like all other stuff. She's like, no, I know I'm from Guam. I was like, yeah, I know you know you're from Guam, but you you guys didn't just magically appear in Guam. Like you guys came from somewhere. Mm -hmm. She's like, no, just knowing I'm from Guam is good enough for me. I was like, all right, I guess that's fair, but. I feel that. Yeah. 
another reason why I wouldn't give out my DNA, and this is, I don't even know what they can do nowadays with technology, but yeah. what if they clone you? Well, what's that TV show that we did a, episode, a whole episode on? Uh, the one on Netflix with Paul Rudd. Oh. Multiply me or what? It, it doesn't yeah, matter, but yeah, it that shit's going to end up like that. That was a good show. I want to say multiplicity, but that's not the movie. There's a movie that has the same premise. It's called Multiplicity. Living with yourself. Living with yourself. That's right. Maybe they're, uh, what do we call it? Predictive programming? Maybe they're predictively programming us for uh, clone alterations in the future. Yeah, maybe. I would like to see what the the non-pessimistic Zach sounds like. Mm. I mean, like, I'd say, I'd be like, yeah, they would, they would make clones so that everybody has friends. Yeah, so like <laughs> Yeah, man, I don't really know what's going on with that DNA shit. I think it's all creepy. Um, relating it to coronavirus, too, though, I've been seeing different um, stories coming out about people saying that they were supposed to go get a coronavirus test, and they never actually showed up to get it, and they would still get positive results in the mail. What the fuck? Yeah, because they're trying to say that people, like, there's a whole thing about funding and, like, saying you have coronaviruses so that your hospital gets more money. Like, mm. everything just boils down to the fucking money. That is interesting. So we are essentially isolating ourselves from all of the countries in the world because they don't want us, they don't want U.S. people to go into their country. Bro, the, the other countries are tired of the U.S. So all of the all of the hospitals in the U.S. are about that money, so they're falsely giving positives to get people to come into the hospital, which makes our numbers look high, which makes other countries be like, fuck, no, you guys aren't coming here. Right. Bruh. That's there's, a crazy conspiracy talk in itself. There's so much shit going on right now with Corona. And like, I bet you we could do five episodes on Corona conspiracies. Probably. Full episodes. Probably. But yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess our whole point of our conspiracy talk is just double check who you're giving your DNA to. Yeah. Or just don't do it. Yeah. That. Uh, uh, what do we pick have? of the week. Picks of the week. I have one pick as always. <laughs> so I like to cook often right and every now and then i have to find a recipe and when i get on the website and i find a recipe usually there's like this long ass story yep. in the beginning until you you know you have to scroll scroll you scroll, 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 scroll. The, yeah and the very bottom there's finally the fucking recipe and you start cooking or whatever so there's this website called the scullery.net the s-k-u-l-l-e-r-y.net and it's essentially that it's a website full of hella recipes with no fucking stories so it's dope. You just go in there, you just yeah, get your like recipe, that. and call it a day. Yeah. Interesting. I like that, because I hate having to fucking read through a bunch of shit. I just to, hate it, man. Especially with the, which I'm about to say on the, my, my pick of the week, but this is something that I'm about to say coming up. Like, I was trying to find the cooking times for it. I don't want to read, a, like, a whole page worth of stuff to find out that I need to put it in there for 15 minutes. Or there's not awesome. hella ads popping up. That, too. Speaking of ads, have you noticed, and this is all fun, I will tangent, you, but have you noticed how many fucking ads are on YouTube now? There's like an ad every 10 minutes now when you're watching something. I watch YouTube on my PlayStation. So do I. Ads don't really pop up on me. I've been getting hell ads oh, on my PlayStation. I have YouTube Premium. Oh, there you go. Because I'm fucking balling, son. Nah, I'm playing, yeah. but... Yeah, uh, yeah uh, picks of the week. I had two. So, Air Fryer. Yeah. Love it. Uh, bought one last week. I think I was telling you that I hate Buffalo Wild, Buffalo Wild Wings wings because they just... For some reason, they just feel undercooked to me, and they're just not... I don't know. They just still taste like quality wings. They The meat-to-bone ratio is not good. It's like that, it's like one-to-one. One. And they usually overcook it. Yeah. It's usually super rubbery. 
So I, I like the wing sauce though. So at Walmart, or I'm sure any grocery store, you could actually buy the wing sauce. So I bought an air fryer so I could fry my own wings and then put the wing sauce on it. Nice. But I've been doing uh, wings. I had some pork chops, uh, turkey tail. Turkey tail? Yeah. What the fuck is that? Pretty interesting. Uh, Kind of hard to describe. It's kind of like pork. Turkey tail. Is it yeah. turkey though? Yeah. Is it like sausage? Uh, It's like pork. I don't know how to really explain it. Like what? It, what is it though? Is it like... um? Because I'm thinking of a fucking turkey with a tail. I I honestly don't know really what it is. It's turkey like a, tail. It's a Guamanian delicacy. Interesting. I'm going to look this up right now because I've never heard those two words put together in my life. Yeah. I mean, Guamanians eat pretty weird shit. Like my grandpa eats pig's feet all the time. Turkey tail is a mushroom. That's... There's a... Yeah, the mushroom, but there's an actual meat. You got to type in meat probably. <laughs> turkey tail meat. Interesting. Oh, so it's probably like... Oh... So, is it pork? I think it's actually turkey. It just looks like pork, and it cooks like pork. Wow, that is interesting. But, yeah, air fryer. Uh, it's been great. Love it. Vegetables are really good in it. Uh, I made some turkey bacon the other day. It was pretty good. Mm. So, that's one of my picks of the week. Um, another pick of the week is our boys over at Jade Garden. Uh, I went drove to Jade Garden this week. If anybody doesn't know that, it's a restaurant in Seattle in the... Chi- I always say China District, but it's the... Or Chinatown. Chinatown. Chinatown District. Uh Salt and pepper pork chops are my favorite. You get the squid mostly, right? Yeah, the black bean squid is yeah. the shit. Yeah, if you're in Seattle, it's just a great place to eat. Uh, they're only doing takeout right now, obviously because of Corona. But um, yeah, great place to eat, and that's uh, about all I have for picks of the week. Lots of food stuff this week. Cool. Oh, and that Snow Allegra singles fire too. Just throw that in there. Shout out. Cool, cool shout outs. I have kind of a random shout out. This week's shout out goes to Robin Williams, the man. Yeah, so I read this thing. You know what a writer is. Mm-hmm. So for anyone that doesn't know, it's like a stipulation in your contract where you can ask for whatever you want. And once you agree to terms of the contract, they have to fulfill your writer. Right. So a Robin Williams writer, he required that for every single event or film that he did, the company hiring him also had to hire a certain number of homeless people and put them to work. Fire. I was like, damn, that's dope. That's so unnecessary. Yep. But you decided to do that because you are a nice person. Out of the kindness of his heart. Yeah, man. I, I feel like he... Yeah, he's one of the good ones that we lost too early. For sure. And it's so sad because he was so good to so many people, but he committed suicide, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, man. That's tough. Like, it's one of those situations where um, he gave so much and took care of so many people that, you know, he just was one of the ones that didn't get taken care of because all his energy was being given out. Yeah, man. Rest in peace to Robin Williams for sure. Um, and anybody that's dealing with any kind of, you know, emotional, especially in this time, you know, anxiety, whatever, mental health situation, just, I don't even know what to tell people in this time. Like, not get help, but like, just try to find some kind of outlet or something to, because especially this time when we're all alone and we all are alone with our thoughts all day long, like, just good to find yourself an outlet at this time. What's up? So, um, I had two this week. Uh, so, first one is Jamal Crawford. Oh, okay. That's our boy. He signed with the Brooklyn Nets uh, nice. for the bubble because they've got a whole bunch of people they are not playing on their team because of the corona. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did want to tell a quick Jamal story. Um, when I was working at the LA Fitness in Kent, mm-hmm. um, he came in and played basketball. And when he was done, he took like four people out to his Jeep outside and he opened his back thing up and gave them all shoes and all kinds of shit. Like every time I've ran into him, because I've ran into him a couple times, different interactions, whether it was at the gym or whatever. I think Summer Jam was another one. Uh, he's always seemed like a really cool person, just super chill. Um, he he's, seems really He's a man of the people. Yeah, really community oriented. So mm-hmm. definitely shout out him. It's good to see good people like him winning. 
He's easily one of my favorite basketball players. Oh, easily. for sure. Easily. For sure. And just as a person, too, he's, like, one of my favorite people. Like, I've never heard anybody really say anything bad about Jamal Crawford. And I actually was – it sucked this whole season when nobody would pick him up. I didn't understand it. He's a fucking walking bucket. Mm-hmm. He really is. But, yeah, so shout Jamal. I think one of the dopest things about him that clearly shows what type of person he is, he's the sixth man of the year how many times? Yeah. That shows, like, his – He's not ego driven that he doesn't he knows he doesn't have to be a starter. He could be. Yeah. But he knows that he can bring in the second wave and either maintain or improve the team's performance. And I think that's crazy. He reminds me a lot of uh you know who Lou Williams is? Hmm. From the Clippers. He gets like the six man every year, but he's perfectly fine with playing his position. Like yeah. he's he's like cool. I mean, I guess if you're playing behind Kawhi and Paul George, it makes it a lot easier, but um, yeah, I had one more shout out. This is actually to an old buddy of mine. Um, do you remember a couple weeks ago when I had mentioned, uh, um, that the guy that was a nurse that was in New York and I had mentioned it looked like a war zone there every time I looked at his Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. So he has actually been a traveling nurse and, you know, uh, devoting his time to helping other people. Um, he actually found out recently that he's battling brain cancer. Yikes. Um, his name is Ian Youngblood. He went to college with me. Um, so right now he's actually putting up a GoFundMe to help offset the cost of, um, everything's going to happen with his brain cancer. Uh, he's actually just featured in people on people like people magazines, Instagram. Hmm. Um, but I'll link the GoFundMe in the description, but he's a really great guy. Um, I knew him in college, uh, always a super nice, cool, cool guy. I mean, now he's devoting his time to helping other people. So for the sacrifices that he's made, I can sacrifice getting a cup of coffee or something to donate to him. So yeah. I hope other people can donate to him cause he, he was there for months on end at the hot spot of where Corona was, and now he needs everybody else's help. So that's crazy. Yeah, give a big shout out to him. Shout out. And yeah, that's uh, and she just shout out to everybody, man. So everybody's good out there. Yeah.